Hi everyone, uh, Mitch Burnett here, and I've got Megan Ashoff with me. Welcome in today, Megan. Thank you. Uh, we are going to talk very briefly about the Exhibit A process and the fees associated with the Exhibit A's that you're going to be giving to your contractors. Uh, this process applies to both a brand new contractor that you're getting up and started, and the remainder of the process will apply to any contractor you work with ongoing. So uh, we're going to jump right in. So the first thing is when you've got a building that becomes available, you got to make sure you talk to the contractor coordinator. And this is for a couple of reasons. They're going to provide some suggestions on who you could use, not just new contractors from the waiting list, but other contractors that are either newer or maybe only have one or two buildings that you should be considering giving a third building to to make sure that they stay happy and want to stick with Citywide instead of what often happens with FSMs. We naturally want to give buildings to known commodities, right? We want to give them to that contractor that has five or six or seven buildings and just you, you know and believe they're going to do a good job. So we got to talk to the contractor coordinator for that reason. And we also need to make sure that that contractor that you want to use is cleared for growth uh, so that they aren't at some sort of benchmark where they're not allowed to grow. Uh, so for example, real quick would be if they already have two buildings inside of 90 days, they can't have a third. If you go offer that contractor a third building and then the Exhibit A request goes in, there's a chance that contractor is going to be upset because they um, are offered a building that they technically can't have. And so we want to make sure we clear that with the coordinator first to avoid uh, any conflict. So. Once that's done, uh, we need to meet with the contractor in the office after they've decided to accept the building. Uh, you've walked them through it, they're happy with the property and the pay. Uh, it's time to come and meet the first time new contractor in the office and get the $200 down payment in cash or money order. Uh, we don't take checks for that, that's an important distinction. Uh, it does end up often leading to bounce checks and things like that, so we only take cash or a money order um, if a contractor were to ask for a receipt of some kind, uh, they'll have one in the form of their deduction schedule that they'll be given. So then it's time to jump into the actual uh, understanding of the fees. So the initial orientation fee, it's $600. They gave you the $200 up front that we just talked about. The initial orientation fee essentially is a combination of a few things. First, it's a general investment into their business and getting started with us. The second thing is it covers their first five t-shirts that we give them, their background checks that we run on their first two to three employees, and it covers um, the overall setup and review of their business history, making sure their business is legit, uh, auditing their insurance, and things of that nature. So that's the one-time only fee. They'll never pay it again. Even if they have a second, third, fourth, or fifth building, they pay it one time. The next fee is the account orientation fee. It's 15% of one month's pay for that building. So if the contractor is getting $1,000 a month to clean, it's a $150 fee, and we'll split it out over their first three checks, $50, $50, and $50. And essentially what that fee covers is making sure that we get all the accounting uh, work done on the front end, getting their exhibit A's done, getting their deduction schedule organized, which you'll have in front of you to show the contractor, or it'll go out in an email. And it's just an overall setup for that property. The other thing that it helps cover is a shared expense for the CCM's time, because they need to be there the first three nights that they clean. And they're gonna be there basically the entire first night. They're gonna be there most of the second night. And the third night's gonna depend. They should be there as much as possible, uh, but they are there at the end of the night to make sure to final check that work and make sure that we've met all the expectations of the client. 
They're not there to be a worker. They're not there to be a cleaner. Uh, they're there to be an auditor and make sure that what is supposed to be done is done. Um, so that's what that fee covers. The last one's the performance deposit. This is the biggest fee. It's a refundable deposit and it's 50% of one month's pay. Uh, the entire terms of the performance deposit are in their contract and agreement. It walks through how they can get that back and it walks through um, what reasons might be that it would be withheld. So the moral of the story is it's a refundable deposit, it's their money, and we hold it for as long as we clean that building. If they give us a 30-day notice and they do a good job cleaning the building and they haven't violated the terms of our agreement, then most likely they're gonna get that refund uh, back from us once they're done with the building. Uh, it could change, it could be adjusted. There's not a hard and fast 100% rule, but it's taken on a case-by-case -case basis. But in general, this is how it's handled. So those are the three fees. Overall, it's not a very complicated process. It's not a whole bunch of overly involved information, but it is important that we get it right and that we explain it up front to avoid later on confusion. And um, that's pretty much it. Megan, do you have anything to add from what you heard today? I don't. That must mean I did an excellent job. So thank you everyone for listening to this mini cast. And if, we, uh, if you have any questions, please talk to your supervisor.